Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. This is the podcast that you have chosen to listen to today. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Every click is a little just a little present to us. <coughs> Rachel's just giving me a pause finger, which is radio lingo for please vamp while I clear out my diaphragm. Is your diaphragm frame clean? Clear out your diaphragm. Another radio lingo, babe. We've been at this for like a year and a half. You got to know the radio lingo at this point. Can you give me some more lingo? Clear out your, clean out your diaphragm or clear out your diaphragm. Terry says clear out. Terry Gross? Yes, I'm familiar. You remember when we went to the, the radio professional conference and we oh, yeah, met the, Terry Gross? The, the RPC. The RPC, we met Terry Gross and she was very, very kind to us. Other mm-hmm. lingo. Popping that booty. Popping, yeah. Oh, and that's that's what we use in t- instead of plosive sometimes. Like you're really popping that booty. You need to uh, put a wind, a thicker windscreen on. So, just got a nice text from my dad about my Star Wars short story. Thank you, Dad. A little boost to my ego. I needed it at the start of this podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us, folks. Sorry that um, coming a little hot on the program that we're going to end up watching for this episode. Um, and then we changed it because we tried yeah. to watch the original. Okay, so we we really wanted to do um, Bachelor Pad. Uh, we had kind of an itchy trigger finger, one might say. Yes. Uh, we we love Bachelor Pad. As, ba- and you've yes. heard us talk about Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise very fondly. So we thought, season one, let's get in there. Oh, my God. We watched about 30 minutes. You took a lot of notes. Are we going to go over those notes? Of No. Okay. Um, here's the thing. We should stop watching the first seasons of things, because fuck. Like, I think it takes a, a series sometimes some time to find its old sea legs. It's kind of like when you get your haircut, and it's a new haircut, and you have to kind of figure out how to style it. Yes. That's kind of what this was like. The first episode, the first season of Bachelor Pad, let me, um, and we'll get into like the show that we actually watched. And folks, if you saw that Facebook post go up and you went and watched the first season of Bachelor Pad, Sorry. there is no end to the depths of my sorrow for what I've done to you, for the pox that I've brought to your household. Um, the first season of Bachelor Pad is just like, check it out. We've got guys and ladies living together in the same house a billion of them you don't Nine, know any of yeah, them i know 19 and people you don't remember that are just going and they're men and women living together just screaming into each other's butts for like and a we month we have more women than men because there's been more seasons of the bachelor and we didn't really think this through didn't really think how to do this one um, so we made it 30 minutes into it and also it was it was boring it was fucking super boring we didn't know anybody so we bailed and we ended up watching the second season instead. And I'm so glad we did because fucking holy shit, was it good television? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And to be fair, Griffin didn't know a lot of the people on this season either. The only way he knew them was because they appear in Bachelor Pad season, season three, which is the only season I've watched, which was yeah. fucking hot, hot television fire. Yeah. Um, let's get into what Bachelor Pad is. If you've watched Bachelor in Paradise, which we've done now, I mean, you and I have done it since since the the beginning, but we covered a season of it last yeah. uh, last year, and there will be another season of it coming up after uh, Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. 
Um, I've heard somebody in the group was saying that there's going to be bachelor pad esque game mechanics in bachelor in paradise. How does anybody know that? I don't know. Maybe the reality man, you know, the reality man. Oh Yes. Uh, is like, he's got some scuttlebutt going on. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, so the way bachelor pad works is cast offs, usually cast offs. Sometimes the former bachelor or bachelorette, uh, show up and um in seasons two and three which is all we're going to talk about i think mostly season two um they pair up into couples um i thought in season three the couples were permanent it was like a permanent thing but here it seems like they can sort of move between couples at will uh and they participate in challenges if they win the challenge then they get to go on a date and they also get to pick a person to make immune in addition to the two of them so there's like a survival survivor-esque like yeah, immunity each, idol each week a man and woman goes home uh and if you win the challenge you and your partner get to stay and you go out on a date and at least in this first episode we watched you get a rose that you can give to a friend the big thing we haven't mentioned yet is there is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars american dollars la bucks because they're in los angeles Rachel and I have this new thing, and it's anytime anybody drives an audible vehicle, which is basically anything other than a Toyota Prius outside of our house, we want to run out into the street and throw a brick through their fucking windshield. <laughs> it's just because our baby's uh, nursery faces the, faces the street, so every time a motorcycle goes by, Rachel and I look at each other like, how fucking dare you? try to get from one point to another using our road as a means of access. Griffin has literally talked about putting spikes in the road. Not spikes, but like a speed bump. I mean, we need a speed bump. God, I'm going to become a city councilman. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes. Also, maybe we should talk about this now. Maybe we want to wait. There is a dope-ass prisoner's dilemma-esque decision uh, that comes at the very, very end of the game. Well, we know that about season three. That might not I'm pretty be. sure it happens in season two also. I mean, yeah, There's also some shit right. like that popping off in Are You the One Second Chances that we haven't talked about really. I think we talked about how gross it was starting out, but um, I've actually kind of enjoyed watching it, mostly because Geo, who sucks, got just royally screwed over in that, uh, that yeah. uh, decision Contestants game. Contestants can choose to... Steal or, or share, share the money, and it's the prisoner's dilemma. So if you both share, then it's good for both of you. But if one steals and one shares, then the person who steals gets all of the money that you have in your pool or whatever. Do you know the origin of the expression? Um, prisoner's dilemma? Yeah, you use it a lot. Yeah, it's an old, like, um, I, I, it's an old, like, I don't know the exact origins, but it's an old, like, psychological sort of uh, premise. Is it from the show Prison Break? It's actually from the show Prison Break, yes. Yeah. The, the idea was for, first created for the TV show Prison That's Break. What, it's an old show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's something like that, I think, probably going to happen at the end of this season uh, where the final couple gets to choose. But it has that good, good, are you the one style um, a thing happening where there is money at stake and there's a game happening, but there is also romance happening. Mm -hmm. And the intersection between those two is something that reality shows sometimes get real, real gross. And this show is no different. Uh, trying to like capture this idea of like, oh, do I want the money or do I want the kisses? And this show does it really, really fucking spectacularly, though, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Also, like, for not knowing who most of the folks in this house are, I was enraptured by the fucking sheer tonnage of the drama and the yeah. baggage that these, I can't believe all of these people are on one fucking season together. It is mind boggling. Yeah. So they, you can tell that 
by the time this season of Bachelor Pad hit, they'd really kind of figured out how their show worked because there are enemies. And maybe in the first few seasons, at least the ones we watched, you know, with Trista and Alex Michelle, you didn't really see that between contestants. Yeah. Um, but at this point, every contestant that comes on almost has somebody from their season that they're hoping won't be there. And hey, guess what? They always or, are. Or somebody that they are ex-fiancés with twice. Yeah. There's two sets of ex-fiancés in this fucking house. And then there's a lot of people who have beef just from the little reunion right. thing. So on, on top of that, on top of that real world beef and TV show beef that's like exist... There is this survivor layer of like, all right, I got to find five people so we're in the majority vote a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 really good. It's really yeah. really it's a really really good TV show. Um, yeah, the I'm, one thing that's a little skeezy about it. And, I mean, there's a lot of really skeezy yeah. things about it. But the thing that like kind of, I it's uncomfortable to watch because people are incentivized to be fake. They are, they are voted off by the opposite sex. So the women um, that leave, leave because the men, the men voted, voted them off. Yeah. So they have every incentive, and same with the men and the women, to convince somebody that they have a real attraction and love so that they have a vote in their favor every week. So you see a lot of really kind of like skeezy behavior which also, I mean, in fairness, also happens on Bachelor in Paradise, which is just like, I want to keep kicking it for That's free true. here in, in Cabo or whatever. So I'm really, tell but me this, more about your family. This one has family. money. This, this one, one has does money. have that so money. So it adds a, I mean, a it has, layer. I mean, it's 200, 200. Listen, I'll, cu- I'll edit this part out, but 250,000. Like, can you imagine? Like, even just being inconvenienced. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a spectacular amount of money. I would, I would do any, listen to me. <laughs> look at me look at these eyes you can only see one of them behind the windscreen no, i can see I both of do them it. Anything. Anything. god this mic sounds so good <laughs> um let's get into it let's meet some of the 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 send the the, uh, the losers that we're gonna have on the show we should also it's season one of this show that um i think we'll only bring up as a point of comparison of how much better this show got they were just like all right, here's a bunch of randos yeah. without any sort of like introduction really to speak of. No, whatsoever. this was really smart because I think they recognize at this point that they have a lot of viewers that either haven't seen all the seasons yeah. or, or need a refresher course. Yeah, they had, uh, Jake Pavelka was 14, season 14, I think. So that's like a fuck a ton of of like a, a library for them to pull from. Mm-hmm. So they needed some, some refreshers and they were really useful for me because I don't know any of these fools. Uh, so the first person we see from Allie's season is rated R reality star, Justin, the wrestler. He calls himself that. It's bad. It's not good. He, his whole thing, uh, from Allie's season was that he, uh, called his girlfriend while he was on the show. Um, (laughs) and it got out that he had done that. Uh, and then it became clear that him and his girlfriend had like colluded. Um, I thought this was Wes. Well, Wes also has a similar situation. Oh. Um, but but basically, Allie confronts him. He is on crutches for some reason uh, and hobbles away from her, like literally like flees the scene when she confronts it's him. It's not funny that he was on crutches. What is funny is that he 
fucking runs through some hedges <laughs> to like go through to like escape and like literally like doesn't have an escape route because he's in some hotel hedges and so he like climbs a fucking fountain like watch this video it is the most <laughs> hysterical like it's it's like a scene from the jerk it's like bud at some point you just got to turn around and go back and, and confront her so you can walk on a sidewalk again because you look like a huge goober also you call yourself the rated r reality star you're definitely going to go home first <laughs> I'm not going to go through every single intro. Okay. Because there, there are some just get to the juice. Just get to the juicy ones. Yeah. Michelle Money. I know her. Michelle Money. She was on BIP, I think, last season, right? Or yeah. the season before, She's, maybe. Yeah. I don't know that she was on last season. She yeah. was with Cody she on was Bachelor with Cody. Paradise. Oh. We were really excited about those two. Didn't pop off Didn't between work. them. Um. She's kind of a notorious villain, but like the kind of villain that has a deep well of strategy. Uh, so it's like hard not to respect her game because she's not like, like a villain. Like, for example, Corinne was a villain. Yeah. I didn't know that she was a villain just because she was like, yeah. I, I thought she was kind of sweet on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. She was on Brad's season and the women didn't like her because she's she was very would, domineering. It seemed yeah, like she would steal Brad away. Um, and then really aggressively, like, try and give him tips on who to eliminate, <laughs> which was pretty There's a clip they showed of her, rough. like, grabbing him by the tie and saying, like, all right, let's go send some women home. Come on. <laughs> um, there is, so we should mention, so there is Gia. Gia, yeah. Gia was on season one of Bachelor in Paradise. She's also from Jake's season. Yeah, and I think in um, t- in 2013, she she died by suicide, which- Was it that long ago? Yeah, and so, uh, which I only knew about because they opened up uh, whatever season that was with, like, a little tribute to her, and I was like, that's, you know, tragic, but I didn't know who she was. This is the first thing of Gia's that I've ever seen, and it's, like, it's it's hard because, like, she's she's really, obviously, it's sad whenever it happens, but she's really, really even judging by the like curve of bachelor and bachelorette contestants like she's really um she's really sweet she's very sweet she has a very good relationship uh with jake who was the bachelor on her season um everybody is just crazy about her with the exception of one woman yes so she dated um wes who we alluded to earlier who also left the show because he had a a girlfriend and i guess her gia and wes met up at one of the bachelor like get togethers and started dating and were very serious but um wes cheated on her with uh vienna with vienna uh, who I think we've probably talked about at some point because Jake and Vienna's public breakup was like the breakup, like the biggest breakup that's ever happened on this on this whole franchise. Yeah, mostly because they're they, both really awful. Yeah, so we're not going to take sides because it's impossible to take sides because they're both not great. This is not us equivocating. In this <laughs> one episode of Bachelor Pad season yeah. two, they both show their hands for being like Jake being this completely superficial, artificial robot person with yeah. no, uh, there isn't a single sentence this dude says the entire time that I'm not like, holy shit, Jake, this is all, a, and he's reading this off a script. Or he Jake may as well is be. very much like a politician. Um, he He's very careful with what he says and his image. Uh, and Vienna is, is, I don't know. Vienna is tough. To it's hard her. to tell. Imagine like a bachelor, like hyper villain, hyper villain. She was, she was the big villain. She was one of like a couple villains that like won. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she's such a like hyper villain in that she try. It seems like she's trying really hard to check all the bachelor villain boxes, and it is really hard to tell where that stops and where Vienna the person begins. But all we get is all we see, and all we yeah. see is like really, really, really awful awful behavior yeah um so the, they're yeah. they're we should talk about their breakup because that's like the only thing that i knew them from before jake pavelka was like we've talked about it we before. have yeah jake pavelka was the pilot um yeah, bachelor on the, on the wings of love which you know they loved playing that that mm-hmm. tune did they only play it at the proposal or was it like a constantly oh, i love it we gotta watch that fucking season except no i don't want to spend any more time with jake <laughs> um they did a a they're after the final rose or was it an after the final rose or was it like a breakup special it was a breakup special oh, it was man. its own special so chris harrison like moderated while for the two of them while they talked about what happened and the big like thing that happens is jake uh, uh says that vienna sold their breakups they were engaged and he didn't expect anything and then she just left and went and sold their breakup story to the tabloids um and Vienna sort of like protests this, and they are like fighting. But she doesn't deny it. She says she does not deny her it. Her argument is that he deserved it. And he yells. He says he yells, which like, I'm not going to do it because our baby's next door. Interrupting like, me. Uh, will you please stop interrupting me. And she breaks down into tears and gets up and leaves. Um, that's like that was hi Jake, hi Vienna. It's nice <laughs> to meet you guys. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was tough. Uh, but like after watching this one season of bachelor pad it's just like it kind of seems like the two of you are playing almost to a comical extent these like he's comically robot bachelor and he is comically like bachelor contestant villain like it's mm-hmm. it's out, it's out of control uh so vienna is a contestant and she is there with her boyfriend casey from Allie's season uh, I guess they also met at one of these reunion events. Uh, Casey is famous for <laughs> him. He he was one of the men that got to travel with Allie around the world. Did you watch Allie's season? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, Casey Casey's big thing was that he was um, he was always talking about how he wanted to guard and protect Allie's heart, and he decided that he needed to make some kind of grand gesture. So he went out, snuck away, got a tattoo on the inside of his wrist of a heart, and I think it says, like, guard and protect on it, showed it to her. Uh, She was understandably a little concerned and eliminated him that day. Tasty, tasty little Parmesan stuffed meatball. I love that shit. (laughs) So now... He got a fucking tattoo of the TV catchphrase he came up with as a gift. Yeah. It's so... It's so, it's so bad. All the things you did there, Casey, were bad and a half. And so he and Vienna are together. Um, they are what is commonly called on this show a, quote, power couple. Mm-hmm. In that, um, and this is something that happened season one, I guess. But it's very well known in the house that you've got to break those couples up because they, they will yeah. take each other to the end. It's hi rosebuddies listeners this is a gift we've get like how many layers deep are we right now and we haven't even gotten to like half of the like the contestants but already there's like a woman who was on the show who dated a guy who cheated on her with this woman who is dating this guy that she's bringing into the house oh and by the way also jake pavelka is also a contestant on bachelor pad season two yes he is uh so is um erica 
from Lorenzo's season. He was the prince, right? Yes. We have never seen Lorenzo's season, but we have seen Erica on season three. Uh, and she is She like, was a boss in season three. Yeah. She uh, has a tremendous amount of clout with the group, but she is kind of a ridiculous figure. Yeah, they paint her as sort of a like hippie Paris Hilton, I think is like kind of what yeah. they go for in this intro cut, which yeah. like... She, she was like, oh, I was really immature on my season. Uh, but now I've grown up a lot. But she still shows up night one wearing a tiara. A literal tiara. Yeah. Which is surprising because in season three, she is the shadow broker <laughs> operating in the back, like taking control of the game. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's the other couple that was engaged and is now not. Uh, Holly and Michael. Uh, also met through a reunion event. Mm-hmm. We need to do some research on these reunions. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking bacchanal, apparently. Um, oh, was, I, we were trying to figure this out, and did you look at? Was Holly on BIP? Because I know Michael was. I don't. I, think Holly she looked was. really familiar, but I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Like I don't remember what from. Well, I don't think Michael was on BIP. I think he was just on season three of, of Bachelor, Bachelor Pad. Yeah. Um, they were engaged for like a year, and she called it off. Uh, and so there's still a lot of feelings. She, she called there. it off and then they got back together and then he like couldn't deal with just like dating after they broke off their engagement. And so he broke up with her oh, the I second time. That. Yeah. And that was a couple of months ago. Yeah. And now they're living in this house competing yeah. in this love game together. This future sex love sound. <laughs> um, Michael is a, uh, Michael's like, um, we're but big fans. I love Michael, man. He was in season three of Bachelor Pad. That's the only thing I ever saw him in. I didn't see his season of Allie's season, I guess. Um, and he is like all time top tier audience surrogate, like yeah. ever. In every episode of Bachelor Pad season three, he'd be like, all right, let me break down all the dumb shit that's happening right now. Yeah, he's a great narrator. He's really, really great. Uh, and so that, those are kind of the highlights. Um, we have some other people, but I wasn't terribly excited about them. Yeah. Um, just because either they were not memorable to me or they were on a season I didn't watch. Uh, and so everybody comes out of cars. Uh, they each get their own individual car. Wasteful. Wasteful ABC. Uh, and they greet Chris and then walk into the house. Um, Justin's the rated R super superstar or rated R reality <laughs> star was like the most corndog shit like ever. Like, oh, you're going to talk to me, Chris Harrison? And Chris, yeah. Yeah, I am. I, part of me wanted him to like jump over the big fountain that's in the front yard of the bachelor house. <laughs> um, so I, I would say the, the, the best part of this are like kind of the awkward conflicts. So everybody seems to kind of know who know their villain is going to be there, like know their enemy is going to be right. there. So the first example of that we get, which we haven't talked about yet. I guess we did with Gia and yeah, Vienna. Gia and Vienna. Uh, Vienna yeah. did not know. G- Vienna knew that Jake was going to show up. And um, that was really uncomfortable because it created this like pretty gross dynamic where Casey was like, oh, I might have to kick his ass. Um, I got to protect. I got to protect Vienna. You know, I got to guard and protect her heart. Um, also, at this point, Casey is talking about how he thinks of himself as this cerebral assassin. He's like, I'm not going to beat him up, but, uh, you know. I'm going to make some big moves because I'm con- I going to control this game. And it's like, all right, guard and protect your heart. Sure you are. <laughs> um, but while Vienna is like stressing about Jake showing up, Gia walks in and she's like, uh-oh, I, your boyfriend cheated on you with me. Yeah. Yeah. So 
there's this awkward moment where Gia is saying hello to everybody and Vienna is standing there and Gia very politely says hello and then turns her whole body away from Vienna. And you can tell Vienna's like trying to see if she can pretend like nothing happened and that is not going to be the no. case. Um, yeah, for, for this whole episode, like Vienna is kind of gunning for Gia, which I think kind of tells you the person she is. Like she kind of like wants Gia out of the house because she is uncomfortable with the fact that somebody who she kind of wronged is had the audacity to also participate in this game. Yeah, exactly. Like she, she so badly does not want to go to Gia and like apologize for what she did that she wants to vote her off the show so that she doesn't have to have that uncomfortable conversation. Uh, the other thing that happens is Holly arrives. This is Mike's ex and um, immediately likes Blake uh, and realizes that this is going to be very hard for her to pursue because Michael is going to be there. Um, but she's very excited about Blake. And one of the reasons she gives is because he uses big words. Uh, and the example we get of him using a big word is, uh, the word dysfunctional. Hey, I mean, we get you a lot of points on Scrabble. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently Blake turns out to be quite the Lothario based on the season. Yeah, preview. there's a teaser that several women have issues with, uh, with old Blake. Uh, so when Michael Stagliano arrives, he goes out to where Holly is. Um, and they have a very awkward conversation. Um, not awkward, not as awkward as I would assume. What do you say to your ex fiance? Who is participating in this dating game with you? I don't know. What do you do? It's it's just like... It's exploitative, obviously, yep. that they were all put on together. Um, but then there's also just this layer of... of like, none of this could be real. Like, you're, you're a contestant on a reality show, and you, you were with somebody, and... It was always because of a reality show. Like, don't you have to kind of take some maybe ownership? I can't. I can't fully lean into believing that, and also believe in like the like Ryan and Trista, uh, Sean and Catherine like love stories that come out of this thing. But I do think like, oh yeah, that's that's a real thing. I think if somebody meets somebody, it wasn't even on the show that um, Michael and and Holly met. It was at another, like, another thing. And then they got engaged. And then they have to participate in this blood sport together where they might date other people in front of each other. And yeah, sure, they they knew that the other person was going to be there and they agreed to be on this show. So they are culpable to an extent. But like, yeah, I think it's I think it's safe to say that it is exploitative. Yeah. To some degree. No, that's true. Um, uh, and so the very last person to arrive, uh, and throughout the night we have seen Vienna's anxiety level go up and up and up and up and make sure that she has told everybody in the house that she is anxious about the arrival of the last person, which ends up being Jake. Uh, Jake comes out of the car and immediately starts talking to Chris about how he is there to get closure with Vienna. That, that his main goal is to get closure with Vienna. And he, he just already comes across as very polished, very calculating in that, like, 
He has come to the show for a particular reason, but he has also thought very deliberately about how he's going to do some image control yeah. of how he knows he came out looking at the end of the last season. He's not here for the money. Season. He's not, well, not even the last season, at the end of the last season. It, it's how he looked after he yelled at a woman yeah. on, on television. Um, and it's, so his whole thing is just, I'm here to save, I'm here to fix Vienna. It's like, dude, she's, she seems all right. Um, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not here for the money. All right, man. I'm not, that's not even a good impression. He doesn't sound like Wolverine. He sounds like the most bullshit, like, weatherman you've ever, ever, ever seen. <laughs> uh, a great example of this is he's going around and he's shaking hands and, and meeting people. And he meets Casey, who is Vienna's boyfriend, and says, oh, oh, hi, I know who you are. Terrific. <laughs> right. Nobody has ever used Nobody's, the word terrific sincerely. When address, especially not when addressing their ex-fiance's current beau, like, all right, buddy. And then they talk a lot about the weather. They like stand outside and they're like, oh, yeah, it gets gets really hot during the day and really cold at night here, doesn't it? Are you guys cold? Must be yeah, cold. Yeah, it just rained all week. It was like um, dialogue <laughs> from the room or something. It was really, really <laughs> rough. And then when he goes inside, Vienna's like, who talks about the weather? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is when Casey says, like, I know I can't touch him because if I touch him, I'll get sent home, but I am mentally beating the crap out of him. The game hasn't even started yet. You are not capable of doing that. You don't possess the abilities to do that, Casey. I'm already in control of this game. Why? Because he came to you and had a polite conversation? I'm mentally dominating him because I made him talk about the bad weather. Uh, So at this point, Jake sits down with Gia because uh, as we've heard, they're friends from their season. And he explicitly tells her, like, I really just want to settle things with Vienna. I really want to just figure this out, you know, and get some closure. And Gia's like, you need to go up right now and tell Casey that you're happy for them. Um, and that, you know, you, you just want the best because if Casey has too much to drink, I'm worried that things are going to get violent. Uh, and Jake tells the camera that he is scared for his safety, which like, I mean, Casey, because of this hypothetical situation that Gia just told him well, about. So Casey doesn't seem like somebody that would, would take out your teeth. Uh, I you don't think you think so. I don't want to cast aspersions, especially not on a public well, medium. Like insult. A podcast. No, but I think that the, this, this behavior of just like, I've got to protect, I got to protect this woman and guard her heart and protect her because she needs to be protected and have her heart guarded also goes hand in hand with I'm too drunk. So I'm going to go fucking punch somebody. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I think I think have so? not, I've not met a person who has the first thing that also kind of doesn't have this, the second thing. Uh, so Jake and Casey have a conversation. Uh, Jake says, you know, I, I don't want to get in the way of you two. I just want you both to be happy. Uh, and Casey says, you know, I know there's two sides to every breakup, but what I've heard of you, like, really, really hurts me because I care about her. Uh, and Jake's like, well, I'm not a threat to your relationship. And Casey's like, yeah, I know that. Uh, and he says, but, you know, it's just hard for me to see her hurting. And Jake's like, it's because you love her, man. Uh, I can't believe how much of this conversation you wrote down word for word. It was worth writing down. Uh, And then Jake's like, I'm just glad that she's with the kind of guy that would take her side because she needs that. 
And then that's it. That's that's the conversation. It was, a, it was a conversation between two dudes, one of which genuinely believes he needs to guard and protect another person's heart in those exact words in a literal way, I think, where he needs to cup it in his hands <laughs> yeah. um, and fight off like bugs or whatever. And another dude who is also doing that same exact shtick, but because he needs to repair his television exactly. persona. And there's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers to it where it, the conversation went absolutely nowhere because Jake was just like, you know, I'm so glad for you that you're in love. Yeah, we're in love. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I just, you know, I got to watch out for her. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I like that you watch out for her. Like, all uh, right, guys. Yeah, Jake, you can tell f- it was less about getting some kind of affirmation from Casey and more like, I want to say these things out loud on camera. Uh, and you know, maybe he does feel genuine remorse. Like, I don't think he's a monster, but I do think that he is very deliberately putting forward, uh, a revitalized brand. <laughs> Which like to do, to do what with, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I, this was before dancing with the stars is on the air, I think. So what's the next step in your career trajectory? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I get I mean, I get it. You know, like he can't handle the idea that the majority of America thinks that he is despicable. I get that. Yeah. Um, but maybe here's a just a thought. Don't be <laughs> despicable. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can fair. just be like, cool. Like he never says anything. I'm just like, oh, cool. The whole time. It's not just like. These fucking nachos rule. Nothing like that. It's just like, you know, I'm so happy that you are there to take care of her. And I can tell what that says about you as a man. Like, fuck off, dude. If, if once he was just like, mm, these nachos, though. Mm. Hey, can we, do we have any more nachos? Does anybody want to make some nachos? <laughs> these nachos are terrific. These nachos are terrific. I love the way the cheese drips. No, just... <laughs> the nachos are dope. The nachos are dope. You can't even say it. <laughs> the nachos are dope. No, God. Uh, so at this point, Chris Harrison comes out, explains the show, the 250,000 part, the fact that they'll be voting each other off. And then he says, the first challenge, you'll be competing as a couple. Uh, so he kind of sets that evening. He says like, hey, tomorrow you better have a buddy because we're going to ask you to compete together, uh, which adds kind of a new element to the evening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the couples for the next challenge. Um, and it, it's just for the challenge, right? It's not a permanent, because I swear in season three it was like a permanent deal. I mean, we'll see. We've only watched the first episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I will say some of the interesting things that happen. Ames, uh, who's from Ashley's season, is very aware of the power couple stigma. So he actually likes Jackie, but decides not to partner with her. Uh, specifically so that they won't get a target on their back. Which, which is, I, yeah, it's like next level. Uh, it's some next level play, but it's also weird because then if either of you win with your other partner, you go on a super romantic date with that partner yeah. and instead of this person that you actually like. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, Jackie ends up partnering... With Jake Pavelka. With Jake. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Mike and uh, Michael Sagliano partners with his ex fiance Holly. Yeah. Which, uh, who knows what's going on there? Who man. knows? We don't really get a good look. We don't get our, the peephole into that one. Pretty crazy. Um, what else we got here? 
Uh, uh, I mean, Vienna, Gia. Vienna, and Vienna and Casey team up, of course, of um, course, and talk about how they're all both in the best shapes of their lives and ready to take on whatever the world has to offer. Yes, uh, Gia partners with um, some dude I don't know. Some dude I don't know. Will I think is his name. Okay. Um, but so the challenge is they walk out. There are nine beds. And everyone's like, whoa, what is this? Is this some kind of sex challenge? Are we going to And then to- Chris Harrison appears and says, yes, <laughs> get busy. That's y- where you went, that song? That's my bonus That's song. You know song? that, dude. Come on. <laughs> there are folks hearing that right now that are just getting fucking psyched sexually. I mean. Oh, because see. Griffin didn't mention this, but he's always wearing headphones, and so I didn't realize that's what he was listening to when we would bone. Yeah, and while we record this podcast, I'm wearing headphones right now, and you think listening. it's so I can monitor our um, no. our mic? No, it's actually just so I can listen to 311's mm-hmm. masterpiece, their magnum opus, amber, parentheses, is the color of your brackets, <laughs> brackets. energy. It's like an E.E. E. Cummings poem, the title of that song. <laughs> Uh, so the challenge is called hookup because what happens is they are, uh, each couple is suspended above the bed, uh, through some carabiners and, uh, bungee cord situation. Like, like aerialists. Do you climb, dude? Cause you, <laughs> you got all the, <laughs> do you climb? What's your, what's your latest summit? Uh, 12 12 mount mount 12 yeah i know i got up 12 shit dude mm-hmm. <laughs> what brand of pittance do you use dude? well uh I, i've got the the chalk that you have uh and the shoes oh you gotta have the chalk mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bag i was i was trying to summit um <laughs> fuji and uh-huh. the steep side. And uh, hands are too damn wet. Couldn't do it. Didn't have my chalk. Had to go to a elementary school. Steal their chalk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I got up Fuge. I call it the Fuge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't call it that until you summon it, though. So, um, I think we should talk about the winner of the sex challenge. Um, but first, maybe, can I steal you away? You messed me up. No, I did not. You were perfect. You were perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. I do need that. I gotta start again. (laughs) Right here. That's where you started last time. <laughs> I want to do like like it was slowed down, you know. Oh shit! Like it was slowed down to a slower speed. Uh, do you want to read this first jumbotron message, or do you want me to read this first jumbotron message? I would like to read it. Oh shoot! Okay, you got me over a barrel here. This message is from Sarah. It is for Alex, Allie, Alton, Aaron, Liz, Ben, Rosie, and Trevor. Really getting your money's worth here in the Jumbotron. My hashtag Rose Buddies, exclamation point. Hey, don't co-opt our brand here. We've worked really hard to get that 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 hashtag that is definitely only used by a private, very active <laughs> Minecraft server. We should hop in there sometime. What do you think they do there? How much do you know about Minecraft? Do you want to unpack that? Um... 
there it's block ish mm-hmm. and you make things out of the blocks basically that's it yeah so i don't i don't really get it no that's i literally 100 percent it like why is that a thing that's like people are into <sighs> you tell me mm. there's also like pigs and i think you can raise them uh, now i'm speaking your language <laughs> you didn't know that there was animal husbandry um I'm so glad Griffin and Rachel and Twitter brought us together. You are truly the best internet friends a girl could ask for. I thought you would get a kick out of me supporting the show in your names. You are the champagne and craft services fueling the cocktail party of my life. Please rename the group chat in my honor. That was a very sweet message, but it it gave me this weird um, craving that I don't know I've ever had before. I really want some fucking champagne. Like right now, it's we been. We have a, some in our fridge. We do. We have a nice bottle of champagne that was given to, a, I think, as a birthday present. It was given to us, um, maybe for Rachel's uh, premiere episode of The Bachelorette. Maybe we get some of that bubbly. Oh, Life is yeah. lovely. That'll be nice. That would be really, really nice. I have another jumbotron message. This one is for Saffron, and it's from Blake, who says, "Saff, uh, I hope you're excited to hear Rachel and Griffin tell you that living with you and an Anik Anik." Ah, shoot. I'm usually so good at these. I usually just like run right at the names. Anik. Here's a YouTube video. Here I will teach you how to pronounce. Annika. Annika. I have a lovely teacher. Her name is. Annika. Now wait, that's well this is some fucking YouTube video about how to pronounce it, but it's like Microsoft Sam teaching me how to. All right, Annika it is. That's the most work I've ever put into anything in my whole <laughs> life. Um, I... I hope you're excited to hear Rachel and Griffin tell you that living with you and Annika in art school hell has been weird and great. Hey, living with you and Annika in art school hell has been weird and great. It's been weird and great. Uh, I hope that even after we graduate college soon, we'll still drunkenly watch bad TV together and find the grossest glitter hell man to get attached to. I love you almost as much as I love the kitchen. I love the kitchen. That's in all caps for so it's it's uh uh it's like capitalized like a proper noun. I don't know why. Uh love Blake. Oh no, sorry. Love Blake. It wasn't a demand that you love Blake right now. Um congratulations on your friendship and your upcoming graduation, Saffron, Blake, and Annika. <laughs> congratulations. Um yeah. Uh thank you for um, those Jumbotron big, messages. We're big fans of art. We love the art. Uh, if you want to get a Jumbotron on the show, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron and you can find out the details there, but hurry up because we're, I think we're pretty much almost sold out for the whole year. So, Yeah, I think we're, we're into the fall at this point. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman.
Uh, so back to the challenge. The sexual swing challenge. The men are harnessed in, and then the women have to hold on to the men using their bodies, uh, so like arms, legs, etc. You know, it's very body parts, very erotically charged. If this bothers you, the first challenge in the first episode of season one of Bachelor Pad was just a big old game of Twister that was literally just like, yeah, you know. This butt's all over. There's a butt near my face. There's a butt near my face, and so I just just went boner wild for it. <laughs> it was the worst shit. Uh, so the beds are below the harnesses to catch the women when they are dropped. Uh, which I was worried about. Didn't look safe. Didn't look. Yeah, didn't look... I told Griffin. I was like, "Hey, Griffin, don't worry. There's a bed. They'll be fine." I just half expected like one woman to fall ten feet volley off of the bed fly 10 feet into the ground because of the second law of thermodynamics or whatever and then plummet but no there's a reason like airplanes like don't land on a bunch of beds (laughs) like it's not you're saying you wish these women would fall 10 feet onto a tarmac (laughs) well are the women's the the women's would be like planes so walk me through this. <laughs> no In this to. challenge, you have to hold on to the women who are going to be outfitted with full hang gliders. Um, I will also say, in the dude's defense, it seemed like they got um, much worse in the injury department because Jake's leg looked like it was about yeah. to rot off. It was like dark purple. It was awful to look at and see. Yeah, so most people are out within like 10 to 15 minutes, uh, but 30 minutes... In it's still uh, Jake and Jackie and Vienna and Casey, and Casey and uh, Jake are in a lot of pain. Uh, as Griffin mentioned, uh, there's a lot of numbness, like visible numbness in Jake's leg. Uh, Casey is um, also complaining of a lot of pain. Vienna is determined, though. <laughs> she is saying we can't let jake win this because he would get immunity immunity. and their whole goal is to get him out as soon as possible she's also saying stuff like you promised me you'd never let go and it's like yeah vienna my legs are purple because the blood's not in them anymore yeah casey was in a tremendous amount of pain and vienna was not having it uh but eventually uh he let her go which means that Jake and Jackie. Jake and Jackie win. Which means that Jake, who like was a big target in the house, is immune. And also Jackie, who Ames is like really into, is going on a date with another dude yeah. because that they didn't want to partner up and make themselves a power couple. I will is- say one of my favorite lines from Casey during this challenge, uh, Vienna is kind of shit talking while she's hanging. And he says, <laughs> baby, don't talk. It ruins my strength. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jake, Jake's strategy, uh, was he pictured that he was holding Jackie over a 3000 foot <laughs> cliff and that if he dropped her, she would fall to her death. Uh, uh but so, that so, the, so. the other thing you didn't hear, I don't think is that after he said that we paused it so I could write it down, <laughs> but then we started the, uh, the video back up and Jake said, but you know what I told myself? I said, there's a helicopter coming in 10 minutes. So just hold on for 10 more minutes. The uh, helicopter's not there to save them. It's just whenever anybody on The Bachelor sees a helicopter now, it <laughs> gives them strength better. like fucking Krypton's red sun or whatever. 
Um, so as soon as Vienna and Casey, Casey lose, they storm off. Yeah, they go straight to the hot tub and then they have a an argument. A really great argument. Um, but only after Chris shows up and gives the two winners the roses and explains, you're going to go on a date, but not only that, you're going to get a third rose that you can give out to somebody in the house. And this, to me, is like the most delectable sort of strategic like twist of the whole thing because if you if you win a challenge you and your partner are safe by handing out that single rose like there's so much politics that go into that but not only that you are potentially breaking up a couple like that rose could be used to break up a couple in the house because one person gets it and the other person doesn't um it's really really fascinating yeah uh so this fight oh man that vienna and casey have so they are sitting silently in the hot tub for what seems like a long time and then vienna says it's kind of expecting a little bit more of you uh and she explains that he said that he would never drop her and the fact that he did really let her down uh literally and she's like uh very upset with him and he says don't rub it in my face uh, and then Vienna says, you made me a promise we wouldn't fight on camera. Uh, and then Casey says that there's no reason for her to take it out on him. Uh, and Vienna is telling us, the viewer, that that Casey has said that he would protect her, but he is not protecting her. Remember that all this stemmed from the fact that he held up her body mass for one half of an hour uh, until his arms were popping out of their sockets. And so he was in so much tremendous pain that he... His body could not hold up this woman anymore for another, not another second. And how dare you break your promise to me? It's like you promised that you would just let your body completely die up there before. Here's, you- here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, the reason this seems like extra upsetting is that if Griffin and I were doing this challenge, and Griffin were like, um, "My legs are numb and I'm in a tremendous amount of pain." I would say, Griffin, I care about you. Let me go. I I don't want to put you through this. Yeah. Well, you would say, set me down gently <laughs> on yeah. the bed. Don't drop me 10 feet. Nobody wants that. But uh, that is not Vienna's concern. We find out a little bit later on that Vienna's maybe not in it for this relationship yeah. as much as we maybe originally thought. Um, but uh, they also have like another mini fight that the show wants to show us immediately after this fight where they're in a palapa somewhere and just like having it out and she's like i feel like you're being so mean to me and you're just ignoring me this whole time and that's the line that he's like i'm ignoring you yeah she's like well that's how i feel it's so it's such like this is the stuff i'm talking about like obviously this is really really childish and unhealthy behavior how much of it is like you are performing as vienna the famous bachelor villain and how much of it is just like that's who you are? Because if it's that latter one, I have no patience for you. Yeah, because Casey is clearly the most devoted partner ever in the history. He wants to guard and, of time. Yes. He wants to guard and protect her heart. Uh, they do seem to make up by the end of the conversation, at which point uh, Casey says that he loves her more than peanut butter cookies. And this is when just like... Y'all, my bones left it around the weather discussion that they had earlier. Um, hey, and Griffin. It's Sunday now, and I haven't seen those bones since because of, because of this. It got on a plane. Griffin, what, what snack food do you love me more than? Jesus. I mean, I love you more than eating. 
<laughs> wow. That's big. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I same, same here. I would fucking hope so. <laughs> um, although I don't know, that barbacoa soup that I just ate for dinner was pretty fucking pretty fucking good. I never did taste any of that. No. I'll have to do that. And tomorrow. you never will. Because I love that barbacoa soup from El Cholito more than you, my oh. wife. Sorry, babe. Oh. <laughs> this whole time, it was just an act. To me, you're just a person who owns a car I can use to drive and go buy barbacoa soup from El Cholito. <laughs> I want to garden protect that soup. I'm, and look at this. What's on my arm, babe? Oh, I haven't showed this. You got a tattoo of the soup. I got a tattoo of the soup cup. And what's it say? Soups on? It's a soups on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, so after this, uh, once we know that uh, Jake and Jackie are going to be immune, this is when the strategy starts really kicking up. Um, we find out that Vienna and Casey and Michelle Money and Graham think of themselves as the final four. And in that, Alliance. They also think that they have Kirk, Holly, Michael Stagliano, Erica, for sure. And then there's two more that they know they need if they want to get the votes. And the two they think they can get are uh, Allie and Justin. The Ra- rated R. Rated R reality star. star. Uh, who both of them are, Allie and Justin, are not like great i don't know why these are the people that you've decided to like build the what you have to keep in mind like i know just threw a bunch of names at you just to like sort of do it in like raw numbers there's nine men and nine women and so into in order to ensure that who goes home you want to go home you need five on on both and so they had four and they needed a fifth one and they went for the the shitty villain pro wrestler and i i think ali was his partner in this challenge right and like as soon as soon as they got together uh, and tr- pitched him on the group, they're like, "Listen, if you're part of the five, then you don't have to sweat it for four weeks." Oh, he didn't partner with her. No, Rated R partnered with Ella. Oh, right. Okay. Um, still, they they came to these two and said, "Partner with us, and and you'll be in the majority, and you won't have to sweat things for four four challenges." And so Justin's like, all right. Yeah, you can tell he really relishes having <laughs> any kind of power whatsoever. And so when he realizes he's the swing, he's like, well, I could go with them or I could do what I do, which is, you know, go rogue. A rabble rouse. The R stands for rabble rouser. <laughs> it doesn't actually at the beginning when he meets up with Chris Harrison, he says, hey, I'm not here to talk. He like walks right past me. He's like, I'm not here to talk. Hey, rated R reality star. This time the R stands for revenge. And it's like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Your shit sucks. And he immediately goes and blabs and gets caught. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So he immediately does what a lot of people do on Survivor, for example, when they get invited into an alliance last minute. He goes and tells all the people that were not in that conversation. Uh, and one of the people that he tells is Allie. And she feels really annoyed that Graham thought that he could like get her, like yeah. pull her into the fold. And so she confronts them. Then they all know that Rated R told on them. And now and Rated R, R stands for regret because no. he's going to lose the game. Yeah. Because of how bad he did at it, playing mm-hmm. it. Uh, and so that kind of changes the dynamic significantly in that moment. The only other talk about um, another guy who's going to go home is, I forget who, oh, Blake, I think is the one that floats Casey 
going home. Um, yeah. Uh, Vienna's Vienna's boyfriend, Garden Protect Your Heart, uh, because he wants to break up that power couple. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about the who the solo rose went to. Well, we haven't talked about their oh, date right, yet. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, so on Jake and Jackie's date, they go to Hollywood Boulevard. Um, they run into, and see, I wasn't watching at this point. Yeah, so they run into like this little girl who's like crying her like, eyes out because she saw Jake Pavelka. Um, and she's apparently she and her mom are from Jake's hometown. Um, and so she just like loses it seeing Jake Pavelka. And at this point, Jackie's like, Oh, I don't really know Jake that well. And, uh, I kind of wish I was on this date with Ames, but I, I guess I'll try to have a good time and get to know him and sees this. And he's like, Oh, maybe he's sweet. And then I don't know how throughout the rest of their date, she doesn't realize like, no, he kind of is bad. Um, but they, there's this big marquee at the El Capitan theater. Uh, that says Jake and Jackie. Here's the best seats in the house. And so they end up actually having dinner on top of that marquee uh, overlooking uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And so they say that that they don't want to talk strategy. They just want to enjoy the moment. But immediately Jackie asks about the Vienna breakup. Uh, and this is how Jake tells it. So Jake says that they had been together about eight months and had normal problems, <laughs> which, you know, I okay, so Griffin and I, eight months normal problems uh dishes probably that's still a very normal problem um maybe jake would i leave my shoes out okay is this what we're doing now are we just airing out (laughs) um yeah he tells his whole like she sold our breakup stories the whatever um uh yeah apparently she like left her ring moved out um and he thought that maybe they'd get back together uh, and then he also says, and this is when Griffin and I just like gave up on Jake entirely, or at least I did. Jake's like, yeah, that evening where we did the breakup special, I just made a fool of myself and I lashed out at her and I was just thought to myself, I remember having this thought. I said, man, I'm so mad at her. I can't believe she looks so good tonight. Oh, but Cool. Come on. Cool. It's like danced around. Like, are you still in love with Vienna? I think I still am still in love. The part of me is always going to be, you know, that wasn't just my girlfriend. She was my fiance. He says that six times this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. bud, you can't say that multiple times per episode or else it makes it sound like your fucking catchphrase. It's, it's, the guy is so full of dog shit. Like, who has ever broken up with somebody and like seen them? later and just been like man i was just so mad like they're just such an attractive person (laughs) that's not how that that's not how that line of logic even works i don't know um so they start talking she basically says like i don't want to decide who to give this extra rose to i want i I leave it up to you yeah jackie jackie's like this is really hard i don't want to have to do it but you know what you should do you should think about giving the rose to Vienna as a as a nice gesture. Of I, well, I think she phrases it like, "Are you thinking about giving it?" To-? I don't know that it's such an open. No, I think I think she suggests it. Oh wow, geez, okay, and that was like all the permission that Jake, who obviously up to this point was thinking, "I'm going to give this rose to Vienna," like needed. This is again his comeback tour. I, I'm sorry, I yelled at you on TV 2014. This day we're hitting up LA, we're hitting up Phoenix, it's gonna be sick. <laughs> and my next stop in this tour is give Vienna immunity, and that will make up for the time that I yelled at you on television. Jake like tests this with a few people. Like he actually talks to Rated R and and Rated R's like, Hey, if Vienna got the rose, 
do you think she would give it to you? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, do you think if, if you weren't immune, Vienna would send you home? Like, oh, yeah, probably. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes and, and Gia says yeah. the same thing. Gia's like, you can't be this stupid. Gia's hurt by this. Gia thinks like, Gia, uh, when Vienna was at the house and Gia had just showed up, so things were kind of uncomfortable between the two of them, um, Vienna's like talking a bunch of trash about Jake, saying like, we need to get him out first. Um, because she was at the house first, so she like had time to align the troops. And Gia was the only person being like, no, Jake's great. You're going to meet Jake and you're going to like him. He's great. Don't have any preconceived. So like, I think she's, she thinks a lot of, like, she genuinely thinks a lot of Jake. And so when Jake comes and is like, yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Vienna. She's like, what are you fucking talking about? And he says, well, Vienna, listen. It's not, and she's like, I'm Gia. What are you, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Gia is really upset because she thinks of everybody there. Jake's the one that has her back. And it's very clear that he is not even thinking about it. Uh, and also, also Gia is a, she was on the first bachelor pad. And so her name is kind of tossed around as like, Oh, she's a veteran. She's going to be a power player in this game. We need to get her out. Yeah. Like she is a, she is a, uh, a, a, a target for a lot of folks, especially Vienna, who is in charge of this big major alliance and doesn't want to be in the house with somebody whose boyfriend she stole. And so just like to avoid having that conversation, she wants to get Gia out and Gia knows that. So she's like, that rose would be pretty cool. Yeah. But no. No, Jake gives it to Vienna and then immediately asks Vienna and Casey if they'll go talk to him, uh, which, you know, they have to because he's got the rose. Uh, and so Jake is apologizing and and specifically apologizing for saying, quit interrupting me. And uh, we see him talking to the camera later saying, it feels so good to have this closure you know, and he's telling Vienna, you know, we were just two wrong people trying to make something work. And conversation ends. We go to Vienna. <laughs> Vienna is not swayed. <laughs> Vienna says that he makes her sick, that it was torture having that conversation, that he's a phony robot, a complete monster. Uh, and then Vienna goes to Casey and feels renewed in her love for Casey and and <gasps> says a string of things says so to Casey. She says, I love you. You know, I love you. I want to marry you. I'm going to have your babies. Like, well, you're my everything. You're my everything. And like, I don't know why she's maybe because Casey was feeling. Yeah. Maybe the fact that he or whatever. I gave Vienna the rose. I don't know. But Jake leaves that conversation thinking that they are on the road to friendship. Yeah. I don't understand why Casey would feel upset by that and not like, uh, thanks to the rose sucker. Or maybe because Casey thought like, oh shit, I might be going home and she's not going to. And that, that is, that is, there's so many little tasty layers to this fucking game. Uh, but then we do get footage of them like hooking up in. Yeah. Casey, Casey tells the camera, Jake is a master manipulator, but you're not better than me. The cerebral assassin. You didn't fucking do anything. I know. Dude. There's nothing manipulative about Casey. No, not at all. Casey is like, he's a, he's pure as... I don't know about that. Well, he just, he has this like vibe that he's guileless is what he seems like to he's me. guileless is a good name. A good name for him. A good name for, for guileless Casey. Guileless Baltar. <laughs> um, can we get to the game? The tasty votes and the politicking and all that? Or yes, is there anything yes, yes. else? 
Yes. Yeah, so Gia, in kind of a last ditch effort, because she knows she's in trouble, goes to Casey and says, hey, Casey, your name is out there. You're in trouble. Some of the women want to vote you off. I could guarantee your safety if you can guarantee me mine. And she totally convinces him. Basically says, if you don't vote for me, I won't vote for you. And I saw this thinking like, this is not going to work. They're definitely going to vote for each other. And whatever. They they end up not doing it. And if they had, I'd figure this out later. If they had voted for each other, those two people would have gone home. The two people, Gia and Casey, if they had voted for each other and not held up their promise, they both would have gone home. Yeah, you're right. There's something very poetic about that. I really like this, like, dual tribal council thing that happens every episode of this. Because there's, like, there's just so much stuff to be, like, to keep in in mind. Um, Obviously, there's not stuff like the hidden immunity idol or those kinds of variables floating around, but... I don't know. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I do too. I, I like the kind of the fluidity of the alliances, mm-hmm. like that they're going to change week to week based on kind of who the next to go out is. Uh, the two people who do go home, by the way, they present this in like a proper rose ceremony. Oh, and like, can you talk about how people vote? What that process is like? Oh, yeah. So this is like the deliberation room again. Um, people take the photo of the person they want to go home and they put it in a box. But you don't see what photo they Yeah, you don't know what photo it is. Sometimes they'll say like a little quip and then you'll like figure out, oh, that's probably who it was. Yeah. But yeah. Rated R. R must stand for returning home. Yeah. Justin ends up being a target and he finds out and his his biggest regret is that he hasn't even swam in the pool yet. (laughs) This broke my heart. He says, listen, because he cut the veneer parts a little bit, this like bad boy wrestler heel veneer. uh, And he's like... I really want to, I know I went home um, from Bachelor on bad terms and I just, you know, I do, I really want to be here and I want to participate and I haven't even gotten in the pool yet. That's all I really wanted to do was get in the pool. <laughs> I was like, oh buddy, that's really sweet. Aww. I just haven't even played the mini golf course yet. Don't send me home. Don't send me home. I just bought a bunch of fruit roll-ups. I don't know, they're not going to let me back in the pantry to get the fruit roll-ups if I get sent home, please. There's this conditioner in the bathroom, and I haven't even used it I yet. I haven't used it, but it looks really good, please. I just want to swim. <laughs> Sweet guy. Oh, now I feel bad. I've built up all this mythos. Well, his exit's pretty, pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. So he gets sent home. Allie gets sent home. So the two people that... Kind of betrayed their... Betrayed the alliance, uh, got sent home, and uh, on Rated R's way out, he grabs the rose off of Jake's lapel and says, I'm not leaving here without a rose, and like pins it to himself. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And Allie's like, I don't understand why I went home, but all right, bye. It was brutal. Actually, while Allie was like still walking to the car, like Vienna was like leading this celebration. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. Wait, also, also, Rated R refuses to shake anybody's hand. Yeah. Uh, at which point Mike says, that doesn't go well. <laughs> um, and he uh, calls out Casey and says, like, well, clearly Casey voted to keep Gia, so you got to watch out. That's a great point. That's what yeah. I wanted to talk about. Like, Vienna was like, no, who are you going to trust, Gia, uh, who I don't know why you're even talking to, or your friends and your girlfriend? And Casey ended up keeping his promise to Gia, um, which I f- didn't, I fully fucking expected Gia to go home episode one, but she didn't. And I guess Vienna's just cool with that. Cause nothing really happens. There's no, like, maybe they're saving it for episode two, but um, yeah, I, I have, 
have to imagine Casey like clued her in and they like came up with some way. Maybe she really did believe that Casey would have gone home. Yeah. If not for GN. So they're using her to stay another week. Um, So we get the season preview, which I think we're going to be doing a few episodes of Rose Buddies on this because I it's the most fun I've had watching a show for this podcast in a while. Yeah. Uh, And it's only six episodes. So we'll probably do a couple of I don't think of, every episode will be three hours. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it was it was what I think it was. It was 126 minutes, which I think averages out to 41, which I think is the length of a television show without commercials. Anyway, um, it was it's really, really, really good. So in the season preview, we see there's a lot of stuff with Mike and Holly coming up where like Holly, Mike thinks they're going to get back together and Holly starts like hooking up with Blake. But then Blake, Blake is hooking up with like a bunch of different people. Yeah. And we also get this like. We also get this monologue from Vienna who's like, oh, I don't give a shit about Casey. I just, it I would just be, want the money. It would be I'll cool do anything to have 250000 If I had to yeah. choose between Casey and $250,000, sorry, buddy. Like, all right. Yeah. Um, so that uh, is bad. So, yeah. Bad. So if you want to watch along with us, there's a, a link in the Facebook group. So oh, yeah. if you are not in our Facebook group, you should join and you can watch this with us. Uh, thank you to the person who uploaded that. Um, we are very, very, yeah, we're very grateful. Very grateful. We've been wanting to do this for a very long time. Um, thank you to the Maximum Fun Network for having us. You can find a bunch of really great podcasts over at maximumfun.org. Uh, just go over there and go check some stuff out, and you're going to find something that you are really going to like. If you want other podcasts that uh, we do and our family does, go to McElroyShows.com. Uh, Travis and Teresa just started a new podcast called The Kind Rewind. Yeah, and they're or, watching Buffy. Or they're watching Buffy, which we're also watching. Just started season six. Um, and the show is good now. <laughs> they're starting with season one, and it's like, uh, I would have skipped that one. But it's all about like binge-watching old TV shows and talking about how they hold up, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. We got a P.O. Box. You want to tell about the P.O. Box? Do you remember the P.O. Box number? Oh, no, I'm not good at that. It's P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas, 78766. Um, you want to send us stuff? We have a been in a week so i apologize we don't have any thank yous this episode but thank you to everybody who sends us stuff we really appreciate it yeah and reviews us we got a lot of new reviews on itunes i've been playing with a little screwdriver and i just dropped it after playing with it for like 20 minutes i'm so sorry um yeah thanks for the reviews on itunes y'all it really helps us out in these non-bachelor bachelorette like proper season breaks Although I think our bachelor pad analysis is going to garner a lot of buzz for this long canceled offshoot. Um, anything else? That's it. That's it. Thank you all for listening. Until uh, until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, Max Fun community. This is your friend Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other stuff. I am a longtime member, supporter, and devoted follower of Maximum Fun. And now finally I have my own podcast on the network. It's called Magic Lessons, and it is me coaching people through their creative issues and problems. This season we have some amazing creators that we're helping through their joys and struggles of making something out of nothing. And then I bring in special guests like Glennon Doyle Melton, Brandon Stanton, Martha Beck, the 
poet Mark Nepo, Michael Ian Black, Sarah Jones, Gary Scheingart, these amazing friends of mine to come and help coach these people so that they can get their work done. I hope you'll tune into it. It's called Magic Lessons, and it's all about love.